0: a very important sermon, very, it may be the most important sermon I've given to you. It's on relationships, and it's on how we relate, and it's on uh, what can make relationships work so that what we just did, which is to worship has real value. Because there are times when the Bible says, stop your worshiping, did you know that? And deal with other things that are more important. So I'm talking about the importance of healthy relationships this morning. Healthy relationships in the family, in marriage, in this community, wherever you are connecting with people at work. So, and you might ask the question as you're listening to the sermon, am I going after anybody this morning? The answer is absolutely. (laughs) I'm going after every one of you. I'm going to see eye to eye, and I'm going to go for you. Because this is so important. It affects what we just did. And if God is saying, while we're having worship, if he's saying, whoa, time out, then we better be aware of that and deal with whatever we need to do in order to do it. Jesus is saying to people who are bringing people, bringing offerings to the Lord, and they had broken relationships, here's what Jesus said. Matthew 5, 23 and 24, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Did you hear what he just said? He said right relationships are presupposed in worship so that Relationships out of order mean that we don't worship, we deal with the relationship. It is so important that we are rightly related to whomever that he says, leave your gift. We are family. That's the paradigm. That's the New Testament paradigm. The family came first. Genesis 1. It is not good for man to be alone. So they came together, and now they start a family. New Testament, the first unit of the New Covenant is the family of God. We have a father. We call each other brothers and sisters. And we relate as a family. Do you know my family? Do you know my wife, Karen? Do you know my kids? I love my family. You're my family as well. I love you. We connect together. Jesus said this to Pharisees who were strong on token gifts and weak on love. Listen to what Jesus said. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. They were offering sacrifices to God, and He said, "Hold your ears, rubbish. I don't want your gifts. I want your heart. I want your connections. I want you in right relationships to other people. I want to see a little mercy. Don't give me a token sacrifice and feel you have related to me because you haven't. And I won't accept it. God does not find pleasure in what we give him if what we offer to others does not correspond. Horizontal disconnects invalidate the vertical. Did you hear what I just said? If it's not right here, it's not going to be right here. John, the beloved said, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is having problems with a mic. <laughs> he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command Whoever loves God, what's the next word? Must. It doesn't say should. It doesn't say ought to. It says must love his brother. He's seen him. It's that serious that if we if we hate or despise or have problems with, then... It's not going to work. So if you want to know God's presence, it comes through relationships more than through worship. That's the bottom line. It comes through more how we relate to others. Here's what John said again. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. So, if you want to upgrade your worship, what do you upgrade? Your relationships. relationships. That's that's what we want to get from this. If we want to worship better, I think we're having fun in worship. I really had fun this morning in worship. It was wonderful. Thank you worship team for leading us in such a wonderful way. A lot of freedom. We're free in worship. I love to sit here and just enjoy God with you. But I don't want God to be saying, time out. There are issues that have to be dealt with. And as I look to you, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying. Get the message because I am saying it. If there are issues in your life, in your family, in your relationship, in your workplace, wherever they are, then I will do whatever I can because I have issues. I have things that I have to make sure are right. So I want to do whatever I can to help you do whatever you need to do to make sure that things are are right. So I'm not saying like this. I'm saying we are a family. we got to do it together. Okay? Everybody okay now? Anybody feel overly judged right now, like Paul's really coming after me hard? (laughs) I hope there are a (laughs) few. No, 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 no. (laughs) no, no, no. Okay, so we did number one. Worship requires healthy relationships. Say it. Worship requires healthy relationships. The book tells us that, makes it real clear. Second, witness requires healthy relationships. Say it. Witness requires healthy relationships. So listen, it's not our doctrine, it's not our worship that convinces the world. Jesus said, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must must love one another by this. Listen to this. All men will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By this. By the way we connect, the world will know. So apparently the world is looking on. Mm-hmm. Apparently there are things that they can see. And they look at the church, they're not too impressed, frankly, because we look like we're competing with other churches. We're small, we want to get bigger. There are other big churches, they're doing better. Now they're talking about them other, and they're doctrinal disputes, because this guy's heretic, and so they're struggling and trying to figure it all out. Our doctrine, in fact, has convinced the world that we are uncaring, because we have used theology to prove that we are right and that our brother's wrong. Division is slanderous in the household of faith. It's not just unhealthy, it's a slander, and it discredits our message. Jesus said this, it's phenomenal. This is in his upper room prayer. It's one of the last things he said. Well, it's his last prayer before he went to the cross. Well, maybe on the way he prayed prayers, but the last one that we've got written, he said this, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. That's incredible, but it's true that as we learn to be fully united with brothers and sisters here and in other places, somehow the world catches on. My kids would know if things are on edge between mom and dad, didn't they? Say yes, yes. Kids know, and it makes them uncomfortable. One of the best things I could do for my kids is to love my wife. When they see me loving her, it gives them security. When they see us loving God, there's something that connects. When they see us loving one another, something shifts for them. They say, uh, that's something that I think I'd like. This is because the Trinity itself operates in a relational paradigm. Those aren't just words. The Trinity operates in love with itself. The Father loves the Son. The Father and the Son love the Spirit. They defer to one another. The, the Son on earth deferred to the Spirit. Now the Son in heaven, the Spirit defers to the Son. Jesus said he will come. He will not speak on his own behalf, but whatever he hears he will say, and he will declare to you things to come. So he's, he's serving... The exalted Christ, the Spirit is. He doesn't have his own agenda. And Jesus' agenda is the Father. And when we pour it on the Son, at the end, he will give it back to the Father that God may be all in all, it says. So, the, the unity of the Trinity we step into. Some church bodies stress the importance of their doctrine to the exclusion of, of healthy relationships. And I've talked to some of them. When I first came here, I, I wanted to start a Lutheran prayer movement. And so I went to the different leaders and I went to the leader of a very, very conservative, more conservative than Missouri, more conservative than Wisconsin. That's conservative. And I said, I'd like to uh, do a prayer movement, and I'd like to include you. And they said, that wouldn't be possible. I said, why not? Because we don't have altar and prayer fellowship with people who are not part of our troops. And I said, really? And I said, you know what? I think I'm more conservative than you are, and I I bet I can prove it to you. And he said, I doubt it. I said, okay. What would you say about having guitars in church on Sunday? How would you feel about that? He said, yeah, I could see that. How would you feel about having speaking in tongues? He said, no, I wouldn't allow that. Why wouldn't you? Because it's not a part of our tradition. I said, see, I caught you. You will not do that because of your tradition. I will do it because it's in the word of God. I am more conservative than you are. He said nothing. I said, I believe if it's in the book, I believe it. If it's not in the book, I don't believe it. You don't. And I said, but you're still my friend because I can see that you love Jesus. I know I'm going to split in a moment. I'm going to split. You're my friend because I'll meet you in heaven. But I'm sad at what your, your outlook. He chose doctrine to keep me away from him and away from praying with him. Sad. Consider this equation. You tell me if you think it's a good equation. Good theology plus bad relationships equals bad theology. Disunity discredits the message. The Great Commandment precedes the Great Commission. The Great Commandment speaks to our relationships, the Great Commission speaks to our vision. We have values that come before our vision. And if it grows out of love, it'll happen. So if we are witnessing, we want to make sure that our relationships are in order. Because if people don't know, God does. And so whatever relationship you have that's broken, do whatever you can. And like I say, if we can help you, however we can help you, we'll, we'll do what we can to help you. Because we need help, too. We 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 break relationships. So I'm going to say one more thing. Unhealthy relationships invalidate ministry. Say it. Unhealthy relationships invalidate ministry. So Paul picks some ministries. He picks mountain-moving faith, such as you'd get from a George Mueller, who believed and started orphanages and They were wonderful, mountain-moving faith. And then he picked wisdom such as would unlock mysteries like Daniel unlocked mysteries. And he says, if those are not accompanied by love, what does he say? It amounts to nothing. I would have said it, it, it discredits a little bit. I wouldn't have said nothing, but that's what Paul said. It's in the book. It makes it meaningless, unless the motivation. We have a manifestation of the Spirit, and here we have a motivation. Chapter 13 is about the gifts of the Spirit. Did you know that? It's about the gifts of the Spirit. It's about the motivation in which we operate in the spiritual gifts. People don't know that. think, well, I don't want the gifts. I want... Love, okay? But if you have love and not the gifts, you're still, you do not moving faith. You're still not going to get that job done. You're still not going to deal with that skin cancer in that person. So we fly with both wings, right? But we have the motivation in order to do the manifestation. And if that doesn't accompany it, it's a zero. So... It's, hu- it's humorous to me what we talked about this morning uh, among the men. It's just absolutely humorous because we talked about, uh, in our men's group, living considerately with our wives. And I was going, ooh, a couple times, you know, ooh, where I haven't been considerate and I haven't responded. And Karen and I had a talk this morning about some things that happened last night. She didn't like the way I responded to some things, and so we had to g- get that square before I preach the gospel to you. <laughs> so I'm looking at myself as i as I look to you. So I am going up a a long stretch before y- you go out to the high desert. I'm going up this long stretch. And just before I get to the top, there's a light that comes on my dashboard. And that light says you're heating up. And so I say, hey, get that light off. Somebody put put a piece of tape over that. I I don't need that. I look at it and I say, I think I can make it. I think I can make it over the top because I'm close to the top. And then I'll just coast down and I'll cool it. Right, Joel? Wrong. (laughs) It was already too hot. I should have pulled over. I did not drive that car home. It was towed home by some friends who were merciful to me. Because I didn't look at and respond rightly to the light on the dashboard. The light on the dashboard is my friend, right? But it sometimes tells me things I don't want to hear. Boop. Something wrong in relationships. Ding, And so I don't want to avoid that. I want to look at it and say, so what do I do? It's my friend. It's telling me something. I need to deal with something. That light is going off in a church that I know about. And they need to deal with a situation that they're not going to deal with. It's already been made clear they're not going to deal with it. You know what? It's going to get worse because they're not dealing with it. I wish the senior pastor would understand that, and he doesn't get it. He said, "We're just going to let it go." He's do, he's doing like this with the dashboard light. It's going to explode a little bit. So, I need to deal with my things. You need to deal with yours. Do do whatever. Do whatever you can, whatever it takes. It was interesting. I shared this with Karen. I'm going to share this one. I gave her the notes I always do, almost always. And she said, Paul, that's so interesting because the scripture for today is Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Right on, right on. So that's what I'd, I'd like us just to pray for as we close, that, uh, that God will give us grace in the days ahead that we can all deal with those things that we need to deal with, not just for your own sake, but certainly for your own sake, and certainly for family's sake, but it's for Lydia's house sake, for worship's sake. So that our worship is credible in heaven. So that God rejoices. And like I I said, if you think I'm pointing at you, I am. Right at you. (laughs) Straight in your face. I'm pointing right at me too. And wanting to deal with whatever I need to deal with. So that we can all deal with what we need to deal with. And that our worship is going to take off. I felt like it was taking off this morning. It was just wonderful. But it's going to take off more. As as we are uh um, related together in love. Any any comments or questions, concerns? I'll balance you out, Paul. We
1: and the wives or the women up there, were praying for humility in our marriages and praying for God. So we're focused on us as well. So
0: Praise God. the Lord. So you were doing it while we were doing our part. Yeah. Great. That's really good to we welcome any women who want to join us in Likewise with our group too. We were we were talking we're gonna be talking about men issues in in family uh, over the next few weeks so 9:30 in the family room yeah welcome back chris good to see you day.
2: wonderful I hope
0: you hope who's here steve. next week maybe. steve
2: Scripture says not even to greet those who, who uh, change you know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and, and salvation and all those things and how that is based with uh, you know, unity and all that. I think it, because people
0: aren't gonna read the book the I probably uh-huh. won't read the book. But if you could make some quotes in that letter I could do that. that we'll Nate and could that help you. me. I'll do that. <laughs> Okay, yes. he used the word apostate. That's from two Greek words, apostasis. Apo is from, stasis is station, from the standard. When you move from the standard, the word of God, you are in apostate position. You are apostia, and that is dangerous when you know when you believe which bob now believes that everybody gets in regardless i said bob then what why are we preaching what what are we doing this for he says no they're going to have time after no they're not going to have time after it is appointed unto men once to die and after that to judgment well you see judgment differently than i do i said obviously i do because i see people being judged and sent to everlasting torment and he says no that's wrong so uh we can do that. we can and, and just you know, um my I guess
2: my calling is a little bit different, but uh last night was week Orthodox Easter so I was out till four AM. Saying that they're not, uh, there's uh, there's a difference I think between people who really go against the tenets of the creed of the creeds of the Church. And, uh, I mean,
0: there's, and like Catholic you, or Orthodox, yes. yes.
2: You can divide over everything to the point where you're not unified with anybody because of the Bible. Right on, so right if on. You, you know, you just don't and you over that kind of
0: thing. well, you are gifted in that, Chris, and I I acknowledge that and thank God for it. Yes. And I love Catholics. I love the Greek Orthodox Church. I love to embrace them and glad you know, they'll be in heaven. There will be some Lutherans who won't make it because they, uh, they're defending their Lutheran faith rather than the life of Jesus Christ. And there are some Roman Catholics who won't, unfortunately, as well.
3: Yeah? Extrapolating yeah. from that, when people who stand, Professing the name of God, and then doing what they, whatever they're doing, okay. Yes. Um, um, you know, with, with the divisions or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, in a way, you know, when when they fail, they're they're the face of God, and it and it's hard not for those who are observing that, yes. okay, to not feel betrayed or something like that, like like uh, like um, like uh, it's d- to not diminish. See yes. that around you when people, you know, in, in the name of God, doing these things. Yeah. As, as that you talk about the witness there.
0: That yes. You know. it's, that is hard, and and it's hard to divide that. We need to, but it's hard not to just that, take lump. Could
3: be, could be a parent, could be a spouse, could be you know mm-hmm. family, neighbor, whoever. Okay, but professing to be Christian and not living a life. you mm-hmm. so kind of, kind of like godlike. one we can't see you know in the God we, you know mm-hmm. the God we can't see you know yet yeah. we see these people in the name of God doing things.
0: You know, yeah yeah it hurts yeah it hurts
3: well and just a real quick
1: clarity that I think Nate meant Nate mentioned when he mentioned Bob was there's a big difference we would love a Satanist to come in here we love everybody to come to church that's great even more than Christians please everybody's welcome but yeah. Bob was on leadership and all of a sudden doesn't believe that Jesus is the way to heaven yeah. so that's a big difference
0: that's a huge so difference so that was yeah. very
1: clarifying like Good. everybody is welcome here please don't think if you don't think what we think get out <laughs> but it was somebody on the leadership team and Now that one or two fundamental things that we can disagree on everything else but really if you don't believe Jesus is the way to God then you are something other and can no longer be a
0: leadership team and a fundamental part. Yes, That's yeah, Andy Quants, uh he was. He works with someone who had um, jewelry and what I would say, uh, demonic. And uh, I said, really, are you his friend? Yes. I said, do you think he'd be willing to talk to me? He said, maybe. I said, I would love to talk to him. And so I, I talked with him I said I once wrote an article about the New Age, in which I told in the article what I appreciated about the New Age movement. I said New Age, they they appreciate uh, nature. New Age, they meditate. Then I said later in the article, I said they're not Christians. Their theology is messed up. But use the bridges that you can to make connections with people. They, si- they gave me money for the article, and they said, We can't publish it. Why can't you? Because people would misunderstand it. They'd miss what you're saying. I said, I made it very clear. I'm building bridges. I'm not burning fires and burning bridges. I want to connect with people that are in the new age. And this guy was in a new age. And we had a wonderful talk. I said, uh, If I could show you that Jesus... That Jesus was the Son of God and that God's real—would you believe? He said, "Yeah, I think I would." So I, you know, we got our assignment. Okay. Well, and
1: even Paul says, if anyone comes to you preaching the gospel, even me, other than what was preached to you, it's false. You know, so he makes a clear distinction between the gospel being preached and divisions and practices amongst you in the church. Good. So where we're being told all the time if you want to be loving you need to tolerate everyone well yes tolerating things that aren't majors is wrong because it goes directly against what God says we don't get to rewrite scripture we don't get to say oh that's so great you're in love and as long as you both shall love you can be together whether you're female and female or male and male you know, and we don't get to rewrite it I'd love to rewrite parts of scripture because it would make it so much easier to be in relationships. Mm-hmm. it's not that I chose to make it this way so we have Hold to the standard while we are loving and embracing all of the children. And Right on. In this, it, there is a tension, and we will be misunderstood. We will be viewed as intolerant. But that doesn't change why. If Bob has crossed a line with the standard, if anyone in leadership, we've seen many fall for morality <coughs> issues that have had to be called out. It's so sad. But for the sake of the followers, like he was saying, you know, these are people that have been yeah. looked. Yeah. There is a bigger attachment to being responsible in leadership than being just anybody in the church.
0: So you Thank you. I am I am going Thursday to Latvia, and I'm going to Finland. In Finland, I'm hoping to meet with Marku Koivisto. Marku is an a nationally known figure. His name was in the front. Pages many times, he he's known. He was a religious leader, but he's known throughout Finland. I tested it once. I went into a restaurant in Finland, and I just saw some people. I said, "Do you know the name Marku Said, "Of course we do." They weren't Christians, but they know that. So he's well known. He was leading the Nokia revival. When I went there the first time, I was in a small meeting with about five people, of whom he was one. He came up to me and he said, Cindy Jacobs said that I would be meeting someone from America who would give me wisdom. And he's a pastor. I can't remember if it said Lutheran pastor or not. Uh, and he said, you are he. And I said, okay. And we, we <laughs> developed a, a, a relationship. And uh, he had a huge revival going called the Nokia Revival. You've heard of Nokia before, down in Tampara. And um, he came here once. I don't know if I brought him to the house. I think I might have. Anyway, he had a huge moral fallout, and he skipped town, and he has yet to fully deal with his issues. And I asked if we could meet, and he said we could, so I'm hoping to rebuild da- uh, some wells that we dug and spent many years building in Finland that just, once that crumbled, I haven't been back for about, f- I think, five, six years. So I'm hoping he is. And that's what I'd like you to be praying for. I'll be in Latvia, haven't been there for about five years, and have a pastors several pastor's conferences to to stir up the life of the Spirit. And then in Finland, as I talked to some that I know, they said, we don't think a conference would be good. We think it'd be better just to meet with pastors and talk with them because they're very discouraged. So that's what we'll be doing. there. Yeah. You know, um,
2: our class,
0: Yeah, yeah, God does that, doesn't he? Karen Karen told me too. So let's just close with a little prayer together for uh, us, for where we're at and where we're headed, and and then if you could pray for Marku and that trip. Father, we pray for Paul
1: as he travels for safety. Lord, would be of you and that He would bring more and more connections with um, the pastors within that. that we see as you see and uh, use us we are yours so we just present ourselves before you today to be used as we go forth thank you for this safe wonderful body for the faithfulness of Paul to call us up and challenge us so that we are not hindered in our prayers or worship so Lord we ask for your spirit to strengthen us to grow in these
3: Spirit, this week, multiply the words that are given this morning, that we might experience relationship in a new and fresh way, in a godly way, that reflects the glory and majesty of of Jesus. Father, let us pattern our relationships after the relationships that you have with each other. Lord, we thank you for this message, for this is fundamental to fundamental to reaching others. Um, Lord, as people go out, my goodness, we've got tremendous opportunities before us. So, Lord, let us start with our relationships even now so that the nations might be reached.
0: Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Yes. Come, Lord Jesus.
0: Lord, I know there are people here that will most likely be leading a house church. that assignment, I pray that it happens. That you would give us uh, increase, not so that we can get bigger, but so that we can get stronger, so that we can have one in Shoreview, so we can have one in Burn.
2: Bob and Linda, and I'm thinking of this Marco guy, and um, who they represent among us and in the world. Um, Lord, you know their hearts, and you know if they've been deceived, if they're really your sheep. And it's a great mystery to us. We don't understand this. But we ask that you would go after them. You would send your angels, mm-hmm. your, your the right people who would be able to, to bring them back and not get stained sin or their error but uh, somehow you've taught us that 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 is a great ministry for those who are called to that Lord uh, send your people to to, to your lost sheep uh, who may it's hard for us to believe that both Bob and Linda are false Uh, uh, maybe they've just embraced false things they've been deceived Lord just please break that Circumstances to uh, bring them back into the fold, mm-hmm. and, um, and I pray you s- prepare Marco for this uh, meeting. Mm-hmm. Lord, you these people, your sheep are discouraged in, in Scandinavia. Do mm-hmm. uh, do it again, what you did in the past. Mm-hmm. We pray for the Bible. We pray for Europe, and we pray for the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that you would send your people. Oh. And uh, I pray the same thing for Japan.
0: Mm-hmm. Bless Nate as he's maybe wrapping up his message now. We thank you for him. We pray for his health, his well-being in an ongoing way that you would supply his emotional and physical needs as well as his spiritual needs. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,